Anyway, 
I chatted with the tech to make sure I would have everything I needed for the next day, then headed off to the vendor hall. It is massive. When you walk in, it's immediate sensory overload. Between amazing horror cosplayers posing for photos to the huge welcome display by the L.A. Haunted Hayride, which was, of course, surrounded by undead hillbillies, scare actors at their finest. There were actors, composers, writers, directors, special effects artists signing autographs and giving demos, various attractions showing off why you should visit them, from ghost tours to escape rooms. In fact, one that really caught my eye was the Weeping Witch escape room. Go figure. It looks brilliant and terrifying. You could pose with the Weeping Witch at her spirit board, and she was so spooky, I wouldn't be surprised if most people don't escape. But I do plan on trying. One of my favorite companies, Hellflower Soap Company, was there. So if you need some amazing smelling soap that makes your skin look and feel amazing, I highly recommend them. Just be warned, they have a wicked sense of humor. Other discoveries included heart and a horn. That's spelled H-A-R-T. A fantastic shop filled with various styles of stunning witch hats and beautiful hair slides in the shapes of ravens, bats, and moths. Truly, I wanted one of everything in the shop. Now, there were literally hundreds of vendors selling everything from clothing to artwork to props home decor, but one of the most interesting ones was Froggy's Fog. Now you're probably thinking, fog machines? That's interesting. They sell those at Party City. But no, my friends, they do not sell this. You see, what makes Froggy's Fog so special, so twisted, is the sense you add to their fog. Sure, they have innocent-sounding choices, like cotton candy and popcorn, but knowing that those are the smells that will be wafting by you as you find yourself surrounded by killer clowns at a haunted house does start to give a feeling of unease, even as those sweet scents make you think of happy childhood memories. They're instantly ruined by envisioned Pennywise-filled scenes. Then there are the truly macabre scents. Choices such as charred corpse, rotting decay, zombie. No imagination needed. These are the smells of nightmares. They also sell cologne sprays of all of their scents. So, you know, next time you're headed out for a night in the town, freshen up by layering some zombie with a little fresh dirt and maybe add a final spritz of apple pie just to you know, bring out the sweet notes. Yep, it's disgusting and absolutely amazing. There were also performances such as Bob Barker's Marionette Show, which I think is innately creepy because, you know, marionettes. There were make-and-take tombstones, zombie ballet performances, and of course, many haunted houses to tour. The entire next hall called the Hall of Shadows was a pitch black void with little pop-up haunted houses that you could go through. As you walked in, a house with creepy and slightly familiar trigger-treaters were standing by with a TV visible through the window and a flashing jack-o'-lantern playing. 
with the Silver Shamrock song going straight out of Halloween Season of the Witch. It was pretty freaking awesome. Now our next stop, and my personal favorite part, was the Halloween Museum. Though the room was small, it had so much vintage Halloween stuff that you could spend hours just looking at all of it. Some of the toys and games were hilarious, and interestingly enough, I don't think they would go over so well today. But wow, I wanted to play them all. Let me share with you my favorites. Mystic Skull, the game of voodoo. The description reads, Imagine yourself a witch doctor who can cast a hex. Each witch doctor tries to fill his opponent's voodoo dolls with pins while trying to keep his own from being filled. By stirring the cauldron with the bone, the mysterious moving mystic skull will magically stop at the various voodoo segments around the board, directing you to place pins in your opponent's voodoo doll or to exchange one of your tokens in order to remove pins from your own doll. Yeah, that sounds like a fun after-school game. Then there was Witch Witch, a three-dimensional game where the board represents a haunted house with four large rooms. The broom room, the witch and kitchen, the spell cell, and the bat's ballroom, where the first person to reach the charmed circle wins the game. Yeah, I need this game right now. It's practically describing my house. Then there was Barnabas Collins, the Dark Shadows game. By the way, it's the greatest soap opera ever made. And I mean the TV shows, not that movie that really had nothing to do with the TV shows. But anyway, though I am partial to the Ben Cross version, as that was my first real introduction to vampires as a kid. In fact, I used to try and write horror stories in like middle school and junior high using the pen name Victoria Winters. Yeah, that was a long time ago, and we don't need to talk about that. Then there was the Vincent Price, my all-time favorite horror actor, shrunken head apple sculpture craft set that said, quote, create your own collection of delightful shrunked heads, a craft for the whole family. Then there were several displays of vintage costumes, decorations, and party favors. It certainly made me want to throw a retro Halloween party. If I could just get my hands on some of those games. So, you know, if you know a guy, let me know. We finished off the day by checking out the worst ever production's Halloween Radio Spooktacular, where a group of actors performed an old-fashioned radio show full of twists, turns, murder, and Elvis. Yes, Elvis. It shouldn't have worked. It really shouldn't have worked. And yet it did. We were cracking up the whole time. So if you enjoy comedy, like old radio shows, or just want to see something truly bonkers, I highly recommend checking out their next show. I know they perform in L.A. throughout the year. It was a busy day. When we went back on Sunday, I immediately went to the podcast lounge to set up for my live podcast. This live reading consisted of a telling of the short story, A Nature Walk, about the Rougarou, and an interview with the artist Pasher, who created the poster for the 2021 Rougarou Fest. This artist also happens to be my husband, so we had a blast on stage. The recording of this will be up on my Patreon page, so if you'd like to hear it and show your support, 
You can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash whispers of a witch. If long-term commitment isn't your thing and you're more of a casual hex type but loved what you heard, you can also support this podcast at buymeacoffee.com forward slash witch voice. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on about this little adventure. Make sure and tune in next week for my next episode, Howling at the Moon. I'll let you guess what it's about. Until next time, stay wicked. Ha, 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 ha